I'm Drew. And I'm John. Today's episode is a special episode. It's a Halloween episode, so we're calling it something different. It's high on Halloween. Hell yeah. Today we are high on Halloween and only fitting. We are going to talk the Halloween franchise for all of you Michael Myers fans out there. For those of you who love the good and the bad and the in-between, definitely make sure you listen in because we're going to discuss all of it. And we have with us special guest Ian from 616 Entertainment, the YouTube star. He's going to talk about the Halloween series with us. He's going to spill his guts, not necessarily in an exclusive interview, but in more of a discussion. We're going to pick his brain, and we're going to have a nice little chat. So sit back, relax, enjoy your Halloween, and listen to us talk Michael Myers. Today, we have a special guest with us. Ian is the one-man crew who runs 616 Entertainment. He's done some amazing series on his YouTube channel, including the history of Mortal Kombat, WCW video games, the history of the Resident Evil video game series, and how I originally came across his channel, the SmackDown video game series. And most recently, he's done a deep dive on the history of Halloween, and that's what made us want to have him on with us today. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out on YouTube. It's well worth your time. And thank you again for joining us today, Ian. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That was a hell of an introduction. I mean, your series are well-researched. I absolutely, like, the first thing I caught was I was like, oh, what's this SmackDown history series? And clicked on that, and then I was just waiting for each one of the videos, and then just all my personal memories of playing the SmackDown series. It's funny how many people relate to, like, SmackDown games, Resident Evil, Halloween. There's such a crossover that you would not think is there. But so many people are like, you know, I came on for SmackDown and like, we love all of the same shit. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're all the same. <laughs> you know, now, now that you bring that up, I, I do see a lot of similarities with that. That is true. I would have never thought of that. It's funny. It's the stuff you find out as you go along. And uh, just getting started here, um, in case any of our audience isn't familiar uh, with your videos, just what was your first memories with the Halloween series? And we'll kind of just go around here and share like our personal stories. It's it's funny because like the actual first time I ever saw Halloween is kind of foggy, but I just I remember certain details about it. I remember um, dressing up as Michael Myers on Halloween in like 2001 which would have had me being like 10 years old at the time. I remember Halloween being treated a lot like the original Terminator movie was, where I was at my buddy Tim's house, who I mentioned him like 15 times across my Halloween series because we grew up and spent every day together. We'd be at his house watching like the VHS tape of Halloween, and his mom would always be in the room. So all of the murders and everything, totally fine, but anytime there was nudity, she'd stand in front of the TV. And even as a kid, I was like, this seems fucked up. Like, <laughs> one of these is like, seems totally normal. And the other is like a major crime. <laughs> that is funny because my mom was, uh, she, she's very religious. And it was funny because like the murder and killing to an extent was okay in the movie. But like, don't dare see anybody without their clothes on. That's kind yeah. of funny. Uh, but my experience with Halloween actually is I didn't get the actual, I got the edited for TV and I grew up watching the TV version from my dad recording it off of TV in the eighties. So like when I actually saw, saw it on DVD, it was just like, this is a whole 
weird movie like there's stuff missing where's the scene where she sees him like at the asylum um but it was weird because i remember watching it as a kid and initially i wasn't scared i think i saw it too young and then a year later i saw it and it just terrified the shit out of me for like the entire summer yeah they have that effect on you sometimes where it's like you're, you're a little too young to understand but then later on you're like oh shit this is like this could happen <laughs> yeah absolutely uh i actually remember um it was my mom my mom was a big horror fan um and she got me into tales from the crypt that was the first horror thing i ever watched and uh halloween was actually the first horror movie that i ever watched and i remember my mom you know telling my dad it's okay it's okay there's no blood in it there's no blood in it you know and uh it still scared the shit out of me it's like i didn't care that there was no blood in it it still scared the living shit out of me you know and but but it was the movie that made me say hey even though like i didn't sleep last night i kind of want to watch that again and I, th- I don't know what it was, but Halloween's the film that gave me the bug for horror. I don't know if it's because it was my first horror film or what, but it just planted that seed. And ever since then, I've just loved horror films. There, yeah, there's definitely something as a kid about wanting to watch it again. And I know we're not going to go super deep into Halloween Kills because you guys just reviewed it and I'm going to be doing a review on it. But like when you say you wanted to watch it again, there was something as a kid. Maybe you guys agree or disagree with this. That Michael Myers was like cool when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Something about the mm-hmm. mask was cool. Like not the shit he was doing. It's not like we wanted <laughs> yeah. to do that. But like his look was cool. And then just to touch on kills real quick, they're not trying to make him seem cool at all. He's so evil now that it's like someone please get rid of this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a angrier, more brutal uh, version of the shape in this in Halloween Kills. Yeah. And but you did like it, right? I did. Yeah. Spoiler. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's very divisive online. I've noticed. I've, I was, went and saw it with two buddies, and we all liked it a lot. And on the way out, we ran into another friend of ours who we didn't even know was there, which is funny. And he didn't like it that much. Two days later, I talked to another friend. He's like, "Oh, I saw Halloween Kills. I fucking hated it." And I'm like, "Man." Every like every section of how you could react to this has already been covered with people I know in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. Like I grew up watching it with my sister and she was like, eh, it was okay. And some other yeah. people, uh, yeah, I've kind of had like a lot of, it, w- it was okay. I mean, I don't think at least to me, any, I don't think there's anything they could do to ever top 78 Halloween. No. And that, that kind of comes back to, it's a thing I always hear uh, Jim Ross, legendary wrestling announcer, say is like back in 1998, Undertaker threw Mick Foley off Hell in a Cell. And ever since then, every Hell in a Cell match is trying to top that. And it's just it's it's a waste of time because you can't. They're going to keep doing crazier and crazier shit, but nothing is ever going to have that shock of the first time someone got thrown off the cell. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think eventually they got to the point where they knew it was getting unsafe and it was they, they kind of toned down the hell in the cell, which kind of ruins the whole point of hell in the cell. Yeah, <laughs> I think they tried to by making it taller. And then Shane McMahon was like, fuck it, I'll jump off. That. <laughs> <laughs> Shane will jump off of anything. I'm certain him and yeah. Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. Um, As I've completely I derailed in. us here. <laughs> I wanted to step in for a second and say something what you guys were saying about you know the uh Halloween kills uh crew you know and yeah we won't get into uh 
Ian's thoughts too much on it, but uh, the whole thing about the fans being divided, it just bothers me how much, like, how toxic the horror environment can be. One minute you got people saying, oh my God, you know, where's Michael Myers? We need a new movie. And then you get one. And all you do is bitch about it. Who cares? Look at how many of the other films that weren't really that good. Who cares? As long as we're seeing Michael Myers again and he's fucking killing people and it's just, you know, the shit that we love seeing. Who cares? Like, like stop bitching about it. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, enjoy it, you know? Because then when it doesn't happen and you don't see Michael for 5, 10, 20 years, everybody's going to be like, man, where's Michael Myers? I want another Michael Myers movie. And it's like, well, they didn't make one because the last time you bitched about it shut up i i agree with that and i will say i tweeted this like i don't know if you can hear that massive thunder outside it's been raining here all day um but i've covered video games from like wrestling games to resident evil and then halloween was the first like the first thing in film that i've done a retrospective on at all and i feel like Film buffs are way nastier than gamers. <laughs> like, <laughs> For I've, sure. There's so many more, like, actually, you stupid bitch, like, in my <laughs> comments. And I'm like, Jesus, man, settle down. <laughs> but you did mention Halloween 5 is your favorite in the series. Oh, yeah, by far. <laughs> I, I, I would trade everything I have just to have the original Halloween 5 reel of film in my house. <laughs> I will say that was the one disagreement I had with you is the Rob Zombie ones are always lower to me. I'd rather watch Halloween five than either one of those. And I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinion on it. Some people in my comments are like, Hey, I actually love Halloween five. And I'm the guy who's just like, I'm happy for you. (laughs) I don't give a shit. But some people want to argue about like how good Halloween Five may or may not be, and it's like the Rob Zombie ones. The way I put it is like I think Halloween Five is horribly boring, and the worst thing for me that a piece of entertainment can be is boring. Like Rob Zombie's Agreed. movies aren't good, but it, I at least don't find them boring. <laughs> That's fair. I Five is is pretty boring. Um, and I did also with your uh, retrospective, I was surprised because nobody else agrees with Drew and I that the producer's cut is way worse than the theatrical version of Curse. Like it, I, everybody for some reason thinks the producer's cut's better. And I'm when I finally saw it, I'm like, no, this is worse. <laughs> like, thank God as bad as Curse is that they went with the theatrical cut. I think people try to... And maybe this is me just making this up, but I feel like people try to say the producer's cut is better because it's like harder to find and maybe it makes you more hardcore if you know about the producer's cut. But And maybe it makes me sound like a casual, but the movie's not that good to begin with. And the theatrical at least has the head explosion and all this other crazy shit. And uh, none of the super nasty stuff between Michael and Jamie. We can leave that in the producer's cut. Well, it's funny because John actually always brings something up that he thinks is so funny that uh, I used to have a, a blog where I reviewed movies and I reviewed uh, the producer's cut and he just thought it was hilarious because uh, I had mentioned that like my wife walked into the room and uh, she pretty much gave up after the first one and she walks into the room and she sees Michael just standing there with the runes around him and she goes, why the fuck are little frozen meatballs stopping Michael Myers? 
<laughs> now that I can't watch that movie without thinking that because they do look like little frozen meatballs. So I'm like, God damn, like you totally messed that up for me now. Um, but back to <laughs> Halloween 5, I wanted to say this real quick that uh, I think Halloween 5 commits the, 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 the carnal sin of the entire series of the original films, not including Rob Zombies, because they make Michael Myers cry. And that to me was like the biggest, like, no, I don't care how bad the movie is. You don't fucking make him cry. I don't want to feel bad for him. I want to be scared of him and making him cry. I got to say, I agree with your thoughts on part five. Yeah. I just, the director of five Dominic Ozen and Gerard, which I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, by the way, I feel like I am, but who knows? Uh, I Some people got on me in the comments for saying Mustafa Akkad instead of Mustafa. And I'm like, Dude, I looked up interviews with people saying his name to make sure I was right. I've heard him say his own name. I think he knows how to pronounce it. But yeah, the director of Five, I I think that dude is a total hack. I think he sucks. And I think he changed things to like be artistic about it, not realizing that he sucks and he made it suck. That and I'm going to introduce a plot device of the man in black it has no explanation and it's the next director's problem to deal with that yeah and just like oh jamie uh kills her mom at the end of four and she's the new bad guy and then he literally gets control of five and is like i don't like that like you you don't just get to do that like right <laughs> we right. already saw it <laughs> And it's funny, uh, with 4, I saw you mention uh, you saw the Halloween Kills trailer after you saw it and how much it gave away. I saw recently a Halloween 4 trailer, and in the trailer, it shows literally the scene where Jamie goes and stabs her uh, foster mom. It doesn't show that it's her, but you see her like put on the mask, go upstairs, and I'm like, they literally showed the end of the movie. Yeah, even if you don't know that it's Jamie when you're watching that trailer, and I don't know if it's just me. I don't think it is. I just don't want to project on everybody else. But if I see a trailer and in that trailer, we see through the eyes of a mask and someone stabs a lady with scissors. As I'm watching that movie, I'm going to be like, well, we haven't seen the point of view shot where someone stabs a lady with scissors. So it's not over yet. And oh, that lady's yeah. still alive. She hasn't been stabbed yet. That's fuck trailers. I hate trailers, man. <laughs> <laughs> After after the original, uh, what's your favorite in the series? Two. Two. I love Halloween 2, yeah. Um, and th- just to go one further, for the longest time, I was a 1-2-H2O guy. and I just I, That was in your video. Yeah. yeah, I completely don't count Resurrection because it's fucking horrible. But uh, I think now that some time has passed, I think my, my top three are 1-2-2018. Over time, I think I've settled into that, which I don't know how many other people feel that way. I don't know how you guys feel about it. What are your top three? Well, I guess we won't count Halloween three because uh, if we did, I would put that in my top three. I think it's great movie. You can count it. It's it's called Halloween three. (laughs) But of the of the whole Michael series, I'd have to say one, and then twenty eighteen and kills. I didn't think I would like eighteen and kills as much as I did, but. I like them just slightly over two. Okay, the, I got it. The, got the it. original two, I'll say. Sure. Yeah, and I'd have to say that uh, I agree with John. Our top three is the same. Um, the thing for me was that uh, 
I don't know how you feel about you know the other actors that have played Michael Myers, but James Jude Courtney really nailed the role of the shape for me in uh, 2018. So seeing him on screen, I felt like I was watching 78 Michael. I really did. So that to me brought me right into okay, this one's going to be right up in the elite, like top of my favorites. And then uh, Kills just came out, and I, I I like I think I like Kills a little bit more than 2018. Um, and I, I think the part of it is I really like that they went back to the no sister thing. Um, I really like, even John Carpenter admits that that was forced. So I kind of really, when when they made that a, a, a storyline, they kind of cornered the series. And I think that that's where all the problems came from. Like, if it was just, just like the first Halloween, every film where Michael just shows up in a random town or even his hometown and just does what he does and dips out with no reason, no explanation. That's so much scarier to me than just somebody who has a motive. And when, you know, that storyline followed that motive, it kind of cornered them. They started going into incest in part six. And I'm like, yeah, none of this would have happened if y'all just ignored that he was just, if you had never made him her brother, Laurie's brother, I feel that this, this series probably would have gone down a better path. And that's why I'm going to follow the, H1, H18, and H kills timeline. There's definitely a point there because then it was like, it is the brother-sister connection that if you want to even talk about resurrection, he kills Laurie in the first 15 minutes. And then it's literally like, okay, now what the fuck does he do? Like, <laughs> like if those, if Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks don't put together a reality show and go to his house, <laughs> does he just like go to bed for the rest of his life? <laughs> like cuz his mission is complete. That's a good point. <laughs> he didn't start killing people again until they came to his house. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. He was just kind of like like he was just going to creep there and and people kept showing up so he kept killing them off. I will say though that the uh the one thing, the one I'm not even going to say redeeming quality cuz it's not even that, but I do enjoy <laughs> the scene where Michael comes face to face with Busta in the Michael Myers mask and Busta kind of like gets all ghetto on him for a few minutes and cusses him out. I think that that was pretty <laughs> funny, but besides that there's nothing to really take away from resurrection in my opinion resurrection at least is not boring it's bad enough that you and friends can like True bust enough. on it while you're watching but it's not boring <laughs> and i mean shouldn't he i mean if it's the whole family aspect after he kills Lori, like what is josh hartnett up to at this point like shouldn't he be going after him trying to find him yeah you would think so but <laughs> that's a good I, point who knows <laughs> There was somebody in my comments that made me laugh because in Resurrection, we find out they add this bullshit in like, oh, Michael's been living under the Myers house for 20 years, like eating rats and shit like that. So someone in my comments was like, the house is abandoned. Why doesn't he just live in the house? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's going to notice he's point. there. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I saw Resurrection in theaters, and I was in high school, so to me, at the time, I'm like, this is great, it's it's a Halloween movie in theaters, and then it just it just got worse and worse as I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was the first one I saw in theaters, and again, I was like 11 years old, and my buddy Tim, his mom brought the two of us, and how we were allowed in there, I mean, we had parental guidance, that's all it takes, but it was like... This is kind of fucked up. <laughs> and uh, besides five, what do you think is, is the next worst in the series? Uh, zombie two. And it's like, for me, it's like whatever the other ones are, a huge space and then zombie two and Halloween five. 
I fucking hate Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and I know there are people who like it, it's a unique vision and all that shit, and that's fine. I just, like... It, it, where Halloween 2 is not necessarily... Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is not necessarily boring, I do think it's annoying. I hate the characters, I hate the fucking Halloween concert they go to. I just, I can't stand it. I'll, I will never watch that movie again. It's checked off my list for good. <laughs> I, I disliked Rob Zombie's first Halloween so much that I just ignored H2. And then one time I remember flipping through channels and it was like Halloween 2. And I'm like thinking I'm getting the one with Jamie Lee. And I turn it on and I'm watching for 10 minutes and I'm like, I think they mislabeled this. I don't think this is a Halloween movie. <laughs> And then Michael pops out and I'm like, wait, this is a Halloween movie? Like, what the hell is going on here? And then, like, the white horse thing I thought was so bad. And I didn't even know until you pointed out that Rob Zombie just added it to the movie just because he saw a white horse and thought it was cool. Last second. And Last like, second. The, the, the explanation for that, I feel like, is totally inconsistent, too, because... They put at the beginning of the movie what the white horse motif means. And it's like, it's kind of like a symbol of death and all this shit. But Rob Zombie in interviews says, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It could have been a fire truck. It's just, I chose that. And it's like, so so do you just not give a fuck at all what this was going to turn out like? Because that's how it seems. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like he respected what he had at all. And it shows like that's why I think the hardcore fans of the originals are not so big on his and and the thing was i don't mean to i don't want to turn this into a shitting on rob zombie thing because i love the shit out of the house of a thousand corpses and the devil's rejects but uh when halloween came out i remember thinking like oh no oh no he's not the dude to do the halloween remake like no 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 and then it came out and i gave it a chance and i hated it and then um <laughs> halloween 2 came out <laughs> halloween 2 came out and uh I actually rented it from Redbox. I got an email that was like free rental. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store and rent a movie. And I rented it. And uh, my sister and my friends were like, you hated the first one so much. Why are you watching it? And I'm like, because he has a, he has potential as a director and maybe the first one, maybe he'll redeem himself. I thought that it was going to be a redemption. And I ended up just like, oh my God, no, it wasn't, it wasn't redemption at all. And now I'm like, I'm just, I'm so turned off from the movies. I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm the same way you are with the second one with both of them at this point, just because I'm like, I just, what's the point? I don't, I, I don't see a point in watching them anymore. I, I do want to jump on real quick. You said you don't want to shit on Rob Zombie the whole time. I don't either. Uh, I don't like being super negative. I think the first Rob Zombie album, Hellbilly Deluxe, is fucking awesome. That's still a great album. It holds up. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is at least weird and fun to watch. It's strange. So, yeah, I'm specifically shitting on his Halloween, too. <laughs> yeah um the, the sinister urge his second album with uh feel so numb i thought that that album was even kick-ass I, I thought that it was weird it was like he hit a he, it's like he hit like a plateau at the same time it was um right after halloween came out and i didn't like it um i heard his new single on the radio and it was like wild horses or something like that and it didn't mm -hmm. sound like anything the prior albums and i'm like oh my god like i just all together he just like we didn't i didn't click with him anymore and it just happened like exactly at the same time musically and uh and film wise it's weird. I wonder what he was going through at that time that his art just changed across the board. Maybe it was him growing up or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, I, I kind of thought about, there's kind of a parallel between him and Carpenter where they both made their own Halloween 
they both had it as being definitive and done. And then both of them were roped back into doing a second one that they did not want to do. So maybe instead of John Carpenter's, I'll drink a six pack a night to write this movie. That Rob Zombie was just like, all right, I'll do whatever the hell I want. Screw them. I, they're already got to pay me anyway. I'll throw a horse in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, and that could be something. And I know there are people who support his Halloween too, because it's like, there's the scene with the book signing where the guy comes in and he's like, Oh, Michael's a hero. Not like Bundy or Gacy or those other boring guys. Like he's cool. And people say like, Oh, that was Rob zombie, like shitting on the horror fandom, like in a horror movie, he's like making a statement. And I'm like, okay, well it's still, it's still jerk off nonsense and the movie sucks. So Yeah, I really thought it it took Loomis into a strange direction that I would never want to see Loomis go. No, I don't I don't think anybody wanted that. I don't I've never heard anyone say like, oh, this is the better Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, I will say I've of all the things said about Rob Zombie Halloween movies, I've never heard anybody say, Oh, Malcolm McDowell's way better than Donald Pleasance. Yeah, no, and not no to way. shit on him, he's cool too. But not I Loomis, like I like him, it. just yeah. not as Loomis. He's no. done a lot of great movies. Uh, do you have a favorite kill? This was a, an idea that I was I was going to do a video on, and I'm, I'm sure I will eventually. Um, but there are there are a lot that I like, and Halloween Kills kind of fucked it up because there are so many good ones in Halloween Kills that I'm glad I didn't already have this video done. But I mean, if for as bad as resurrection is, I do like when he sticks the knife in the top of that dude's head. That's like, just the thought of that gives me like the creeps. I don't like that freaks me out. Just like the hammer in the top of the head from the original Halloween shit going into the top of people's heads freaks me out, I guess. <laughs> and the noise that it always I, makes, Halloween- it always makes some sort of noise. Yeah, in in the original Halloween 2, the hammer, it literally sounds like someone kicked the basketball. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? That is one of my uh, favorites, and I saw it last night. It makes that, like, solid thud. Yeah, and I don't know how they did it, but for whatever reason, it sounds like a basketball to me. Um, But Halloween Kills, man, I love the knife to the eye. I I don't want to... Fuck it, we're, we're already talking about spoilers. I love the knife to the eye of the nurse in the back of the car. That was awesome. And I love that it was practical and not CGI. That was really cool. And then I liked when he ripped the light tube out of the kitchen and stuck it in that lady's throat. I, Michael was super creative in kills. And ev- like I feel like there was five times that I was like, oh, shit, that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, are you guys doing for- kills? He took it for a couple of times in kills. And uh, yeah, um, like like you said, it's almost hard to think of, uh, it's, it's like, when you think of kills, it's like everyone was, everyone was good. I'd have to say that, uh, my favorite kill in the entire series is, uh, Linda's death just because it's so iconic, you know, and it's just so fucking creepy. So I have to say, but out of kills, if, I, if we're going to talk about Halloween kills, I think that my favorite kill in Halloween kills is, uh, the old man. Um, you were talking about, you know, his, uh, his wife is the one with the light bulb in her throat. Um, uh, because the way he stabs that old man, I had told John that uh, one of the things that I liked was Mike, the, the 2018 and kills, they brought back the trickery where Michael's like 
setting up the bodies again you know and besides the first one he never really did that um but in, in kills you kind of see the in-between usually you come in after the body set up um and in this one you actually saw like what he was doing to the old man when he just like kind of turned his back into a pin cushion and like he's tilting his head and he's looking at the different stabbings and then he's grabbing another knife and his hands are out in front of him almost as if he's excited before he makes the stab and like I, that kill just resonates with me because i'm like we actually got to see him working there was thought put into that to everyone else he just stabbed the shit out of a dude like seven times but to him he just like made some kind of art with that you saw him like crafting his art so to speak so i'd have to say that that was my favorite in kills i spoke about that scene with one of my buddies that i saw the movie with and that specific part where he like sticks a knife in and he like looks at it and then he grabs another one i was like dude he looks like a child who's coloring who like they he sits back and looks at his picture and is like no 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 we need green and then another knife looks <laughs> at it no 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 red grabs another knife and it was like man there's it's I feel like Donald Pleasance, I don't remember which one it was. No, 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 it was 2018. It was the second doctor in 2018 who was like, oh, no, he's all there. He just, like, chooses not to communicate. And seeing him assess those situations and then add to it, it's like, yeah, he's totally there. And it's it just makes it more fucked up. It makes it scarier. <laughs> yeah, my favorite kill, it's funny because you mentioned it, is the hammer to the head in the original Halloween 2. It's just yeah. that sound that it makes. In Halloween Kills, I would have to agree. It's, it's definitely the light tube. That one was that one was crazy. But also, as bad as it is, Curse of Michael Myers, when the dude's head explodes, it's for no reason, really. It's still just awesome. <laughs> yeah, why does Michael's head not explode? He's like there's an electrical charge going through both of them. If it blows up that guy's head, why is it blow up Michael's head? <laughs> uh maybe he grounded himself somehow yeah, it's like the it's the boots. smoke the smoke uh fatality from mortal Kombat 3 where like he drops all the bombs and then we just see the entire earth explode <laughs> and it's like well i guess smoke did kill him <laughs> is there a bigger asshole in the entire halloween series than john strode from curse of michael myers <sighs> i no, I don't think so. That guy is a dickhead. And that's why the theatrical cut's better, because we see his head explode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear that guy screaming and then see lights in the basement. I want to see the product of that dickhead getting what's coming to him. And I guess that's bad writing that we want these innocent people to die. <laughs> that's no, why the new movies kind of change it. Yeah. Um actually i wanted to bring something up to you guys um uh, i don't know if either one of you are familiar with the netflix show the movies that made us but uh they just recently put out three new episodes one on halloween one on a nightmare on elm street and one on friday the 13th and something was said in this episode now I'm, I'm sure ian that you know your knowledge is through the roof like ours you know um but uh something was said and it, it kind of shocked me because i'm at that point where whenever i buy another blu-ray uh, reiteration or i watch a documentary or i read a book i kind of have like it's kind of hard to find new information it's kind of like oh yeah i watched something but i already knew all of that but watching this episode something was said that kind of really took me aback and that was that uh erwin yablons says on this episode that there was never 
any of uh, the babysitter murders like ever like that was never a title that they were going to use like that that was all just made up and that was like all stuff on the internet and i'm like ever since i can remember i have a dvd of the 20, uh, halloween 25 years later it's like a documentary it's mentioned on there i'm pretty sure i remember carpenter mentioning it and now all of a sudden like erwin yablons has kind of turned it on its head and said yeah there was never no babysitter murder title nothing like that it was always just halloween did either of you guys ever hear saw anything like that because as far as i was concerned the babysitter murder was like the title i did watch the episode and i heard him say that and to me if you take everything that you just said and think about it i think it's pretty clear that erwinia blondes is wrong like if there are a hundred things out there that like oh it was called this here's who said that here's my source for where that title comes from and then one guy who didn't write the script was a producer was like no 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 it was never going to be called that he's the one guy who says oh no that's not true it's like to me it's like maybe they never intended to call it or release it as the babysitter murders but that was a for sure a working title at some point like uh i'm trying to think of other working titles that we know about but like the uncharted video game like when they were working on it, Naughty Dog called it Project Big. It was never going to be called Project Big, but it was certainly referred to as Project Big. So Erwin Blondes is just creating a whole argument for people. And I, I genuinely feel like there's not much there. I, I think he's mistaken. <laughs> I don't I agree. I don't know why he's saying that because I've even heard him previously say that that was the time. I don't understand. <laughs> Like, what the purpose is in saying this now? Like, I mean, literally everybody involved with the movie, including himself, has said that that was a working title. And then I think it was even Irwin himself was saying that he saw about Halloween and realized there was not no movie that were titled Halloween or took place on Halloween. So then they just decided to repurpose it and call it Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's another thing that goes to show that it's either a misunderstanding or there's also the possibility that show, the movies that made us, and they also do the toys that made us. They have a very snappy editing style. And that could have been like much ado about nothing, but they threw it in there as like, I bet you've never heard this before sort of thing. Totally. So I, it was definitely the babysitter murders. There's a reason 150 things out there say that. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like. I said I don't know what wh- what purpose that would have at all for him to change the story. But I mean, we got Halloween, so in the end, it worked out. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the thing with Halloween, like I feel like even watching Halloween two, I see Halloween two, and it very much feels like it was filmed in the eighties. And like four and five, it feels eighties. But there's just something about the original that just feels timeless. Like, even though it's in the seventies, it doesn't feel like it's a product of the seventies. I agree. And I think that was kind of the downfall of some of the other ones. Like how you're saying Halloween one doesn't necessarily feel like a product of the seventies is totally timeless. Whereas like Halloween H2O definitely feels late nineties, very in the wake of scream and resurrection feels very like, dog shit bottom of the barrel early 2000s there there are a million horror movies from the early 2000s that feel exactly like halloween resurrection so like 
they originally, yeah, it has this mystique about it that's never going to go away where these other ones are stapled into the exact time that they came out. <laughs> and I will say, I will give Resurrection credit in that it was kind of ahead of its time with the whole, like, interactive internet, even though she's got, like, the little palm pilot that he's, like, letting her know where Michael is. Like, they tried to be ambitious with it, but it just did not work for them. Yeah, it just sucks. It is what it is. <laughs> it probably probably doesn't help that Buster Rhymes is a martial arts expert from watching martial arts movies and can just hit Michael with a jumping roundhouse. It doesn't miss a single strike. Like, you would think Buster Rhymes was Anderson Silva in that movie. <laughs> like, everything he throws lands, and I don't. Michael just stands there and takes it. He doesn't even, like... the. All he does at one point is, like, he grabs the stick and throws him. But why does he, like, the kick that knocks him through the window and then he hangs from, like, that power line, why did he just stand there and let himself get kicked? If you can just grab him and stop him, like, if the boring is the worst thing a piece of entertainment can be, but if you want to take me out of the situation, you make me go, get the fuck out of here. And Resurrection does that so many times. And I never noticed it until you pointed it out. The electrocution to the nuts on Michael and you hear him go, oh, like I never noticed that until you pointed it out. And I was like, damn, you're right. I was like, how have I not noticed that? There's there are some people in my comments who are arguing with me who are like, that's not Michael speaking. And I'm like. Okay, so Busta Rhymes shocked Michael in the balls, and then Busta Rhymes with this demonic voice. Was it him going, ooh, it's fucking Michael. <laughs> like, that's the only answer. Like, and then they're like, well, that's not speaking. I heard his voice. What do you, wh- how do you want me to word it? Like, <laughs> the, the nitpicking sometimes drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe that's a route they can go with Halloween ends. They'll, they'll, they'll just shock him in the nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, we know it's foolproof. <laughs> I mean, it did end up with them getting set on fire. He got burned, and then uh, all the hair came off the mask. So and then maybe no one will notice it's Michael Myers now. It's like, well, that guy's bald. That's not Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, Michael Myers coming back at the end of Resurrection, I, I think it's funny that... Uh, Michael Myers is supposed to be supernatural, but nobody ever brings up how Dr. Loomis has nearly died and come back as many times as Michael has. That seems to always like kind of like slip people's minds, right? But it's like, look, he dies. Loomis dies in part two, right? Michael dies in part two. Mm-hmm. Loomis is back in part four. Michael's back in part four. Okay. Uh, Michael uh, d- presumably dies at the end of part four, uh, and Jamie takes over. Um, then Loomis dies in part five, presumably from a stroke. And, uh, so we're, we're three and three there. And then Loomis is back in part six and then dies in part six. And then Michael is back in part six and then dies in part seven, but then comes back in resurrection. It's like Loomis is almost like they, they almost have like an even record of like life and death going and nobody ever brings that up. And that always makes me laugh. And I just love that. Uh, Fuck, I'm losing my train of thought. Let me let me put this back together. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. In H2O, which doesn't get rid of two. And, like, maybe it does. I don't know. They're not very clear about that. But I feel like that timeline is one, two, H2O. 
Um, so they say that Loomis died a couple years ago and Nurse Chambers had been like taking care of him. And right. I said in, in my series, like, why with the retcon, with three through six are gone for H2O now. Why did Loomis not just die in the explosion? Because Donald Pleasance died in real life. So there's no way they right. could get him back. And they go as far as like recreating his voice. But if Loomis also survived that explosion, why is everyone else so sure that Michael is dead? Loomis is a man like in his 60s who survived the explosion. And Michael's body was never found. And all of these people are just going to be like, no, he's probably fucking dead. Trust me. Like, it's a major that's, hole. That's, they yeah. should have just gone with, he, oh, he died in the explosion. He was a hero. He took out Michael. But whatever. <laughs> that's a very good point. You know, that's something that, uh, it's one of those things that I've seen the movies a thousand times that I've never put that together. But you're totally right. Like, they did kind of go canon with, like, the other films and acknowledge them with with Loomis. Whereas they could have, if it follows part two, it should have just been like, oh, Loomis died back in 81 mm-hmm. in the hospital so yeah i i actually um i actually had never thought of that but i do wish i will say that though with uh halloween h2o being as good as it is i do wish that loomis was in that film so if there were another halloween film where we had donald pleasance as loomis which film would you put him in if you could have him back for one film and it was a film that already existed not something that has to be made yet and you're like okay you could put him in h2o resurrection hell you could put him in halloween three which Halloween do you feel that Loomis would be like that would benefit the most from having Loomis in it? Um, me. If if we're just playing totally like fantasy booking, maybe twenty eighteen, and I feel like he could have fit there, and he would have been like hundred and eleven years old or something. <laughs> but if we're fantasy booking, I'm gonna play with the numbers a little bit. But I would not. I feel like H2O is good, and putting him in there could make it too full and water it down. I would not dare put Donald Pleasance on the set of Resurrection. I have too much respect <laughs> for him. Uh, and I feel like if if Michael like killed the shit out of him in 2018, because here's here's what I'll say: get rid of that doctor from 2018 because I think he's the worst part of the movie. I hate that guy's heel turn and. He puts the mask on. Oh, this is what it feels like. That moment takes me out of that movie big time. If that was Loomis and he was killed in a horrible way and like we really felt for him, that, w- that would have worked for me. But I don't want to put him in three either because I also love three and I don't want to overfill three. So, yeah, I would definitely I would go 2018. Yeah, that, what do you guys think? I, I was going to say 2018 as well, and I 100% agree. That's the one thing that really bothered me from 2018 was Dr. Sartain just stabbing Hawkins. And I I was just like, why? why? Why does this have to be in here? I wanted the doctor to be more along the lines of Loomis. Like, he's evil. We got to stop him. And like, even with that scene, like after they hit him, if you had Loomis in there and he's, he's going to go in for the kill shot on Michael and then Michael kills him and you're like, oh shit, like that, that would have worked in better. But yeah, like you said, Donald Pleasance would have been a hundred plus years old, but yeah, if, <laughs> if we could have had him in 18, that would have been amazing. I agree. 2018 for me as well. Um, I do say I would have liked to see him in, in uh, H2O just because that was kind of supposed to be the end of the storyline. Well, before you know, 
not really because Jamie Lee had already known there was going to be resurrection and all that, but I, I would have liked to have seen him in that. But yeah, with everything that's that's out there now, I would say 2018 as well. Um, but it's funny you guys bring up the doctor because I've said this before. Dr. Sartain to me, like that part didn't bother me. The part that bothered me about 2018 the most that took me out of it was I felt that they tried to humanize Michael too much. Like he went from being almost supernatural in the first one. And then in 2018, I felt that they tried to treat him more like a man than supernatural, whereas in Kills, they kind of brought back the whole like he's more than a man but it was like in 2018 laurie was so sure she was going to catch him and to me it was like they're just treating him as if he's like this normal guy right now that he's not the shape that can just pop out of a fucking corner and slit your throat they're they're treating him as if he's just some some man that you have a vendetta against so uh that was my qualm of 2018 though i loved the film it was just like i didn't feel that supernatural presence in him that i would have liked but it's back and kills so i'm happy as shit about that I, there's definitely something to that, and I think there's major mixed messaging going on because, like, David Gordon Green, the guy who's directed 2018 Kills and presumably ends, I'm sure he's already signed the deal to do that. Um, he just said after Kills that Michael is not supernatural, but he's capable of extraordinary things. I think, what the fuck are you talking about? He's not supernatural. <laughs> with everything that we've seen, with everything he's doing. Like, when the movie ended, before I read the article where he said that, I my one friend said, like, what do you think is going on with him? Because something is going on with Michael. And I was like, I think it's pretty clear that he is something instead of someone. And I don't think they're going to tell us what that is. And I really hope they don't try. Because every time they try to explain stuff about Michael, it gets all fucked up. So just keep <laughs> using that word evil. That's all we need. He's evil. I get it. Um... But yeah, to me, he definitely seems supernatural. And maybe with 2018, what they were going for with the he's just a man thing was maybe, and I'm kind of, I feel like I'm doing the writing for them by defending it, but like it had been so long and he hadn't done anything and he's clearly aging, like he's lost his hair over time. Maybe it was like the mystique of this murderer has just like, oh, I guess he's just a dude and he's just going to die in here as an old man who did a horrible thing. And then when we get through 2018 and two kills, they're like, nope, he's not. <laughs> he's not just this man who's going to die. Sorry about it. But yeah, there's there's mixed messaging for sure. And I, should we talk about what we think is going to happen in ends? Should we speculate on that a little bit? It's your show. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, I, we, we've kind of speculated, but nothing nothing on air that we've speculated about. But yeah, I my idea, I think, is somehow Lori and Michael are going to die together. They're just kind of connected from the first one all the way through the conclusion, and it's going to be something Lori does, and they just die together. I, I think you're right. I think they will. I hope they do. I think they have to, because like... I, at first, I was not a huge fan of 2018 because I was like, it's been 40 years. And what I kept saying was they could, this literally could have just been called like Halloween 26. It just feels like a, another sequel. But when I heard that they're going to do kills and ends and now there's a roadmap, I watched 2018 again and I, I forgave that part of it. So now I like it. I went into kills knowing we were not going to get finality. So at the end, when the book is still open, I was like, okay, we're going to close the book next time. If we get to ends and they don't wrap this up, I'm going to be so fucking mad. 
You you gotta close <laughs> this. It's gotta. And if you want to reboot it in ten years, that's fine. I understand the business side of it, but I don't ever want to hear the names Laurie Strode or Doctor Loomis again. Show some respect. Fucking end it. <laughs> like, I agree. I definitely on. agree. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, actually, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but David Gordon Green said that uh, filming starts in January uh, for Halloween Ends, uh, and uh, it is coming out in October. And he said that it is take it is a uh, oh, that's right. He said that it takes place four years after Halloween Kills. So my idea of how I think the film's going to go is Allison's, what, 17? So she's going to be, like, 21. I think we're going to get, like, she's living with her grandmother. She might even have a kid or be pregnant. And we got Michael Myers stalking Strode and Allison on Halloween night four years later. And he's going to take them both on. And I predict either he's going to kill Laurie and Allison is going to kill him or he and uh, Laurie are going to go out together. But I think that they're both going to die either way. And I see Allison living. That that could work. My question would be, is he coming to get them through like some sort of vendetta? Because I feel like they've made it clear he doesn't really give a shit who he's killing, as long as he's killing somebody. So what is our what's what's ooh, his ooh, motive ooh. there? What if what if they're hunting him down? What if it's Laurie and Allison, and like they know he's still out there? So Allison has kind of become militant, like Sarah Connor, the way Laurie did, and they're kind of patrolling, like looking for him, the way Laurie was in twenty eighteen. And maybe they're hunting his ass down. Maybe they're waiting for him to pop up, like you know, like the dad in Jeepers Creepers too, just you know, CB radio and waiting for something suspicious to pop up, and then they're on it. They they showed us Allison have that change in kills, so I could definitely see that happening. That works. That works very well. <laughs> yeah, I felt like the only the really only complaint I had about kills is it felt like the characters from seventy eight were just there to be body counts. I don't disagree with that, and. A little side note: I'm so glad I didn't watch the trailers because I didn't know that. Uh, Nurse Chambers was in Kills at all, and she's all over the trailer. I feel like we see her like die in the trailer. <laughs> I, like all of these people who showed up, I had no clue were in the movie because I avoided everything. So those are very pleasant supl- surprises. But there was so much reference to the original and other ones that I was like, motherfucker! Like they're 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 almost like browbeating us with some of these references here. <laughs> But I, I, I enjoyed him. It, it wasn't worth complaining about. I get what they're doing. It's it's for us. So I, I see what they're doing for sure. Yeah, with the trailers on the marketing, that was the other complaint is everybody knew that ends was coming, but yet they made it look like, oh, this is this makes sense. The town's getting together. The town's like, we need to finally deal with the shape. And I was like, that would have been good for the finale. I mean, I'm open to see what they do, but... It just kind of felt like, okay, the town's coming together, but we all know there's another movie, so it felt like that was maybe would have been maybe a better finale in the in um, Halloween ends than throwing that in kills, but I'm I'm open to see what, what they do with kills. I to that point, I there was a part in the theater that I leaned over to my one buddy where they kept saying, This ends tonight, evil dies tonight, this is going to end. End is in the title of the next one. And I like leaned over to my buddy and I was like, does this not feel like it should be called Halloween ends? Like, 
They right. keep hitting us with that word, and we know that it's not going to happen here. Evil so, dies tonight. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the other thing was, I don't remember what it was, so we'll just move on. <laughs> well uh yeah something that i wanted to bring up that you guys were talking about just a second ago was the uh the characters from 78 being brought back to be a body count and uh i had seen a complaint online and here's here's my thing you know again i'm not the writer but i am going to defend the writers and and the decision to bring some of these people back i saw somebody say you know that uh they legit gave Lonnie Elam a backstory they showed they made up an experience he had when he was a kid when he ran into Michael and um you know they're showing him now and they're making us you know like they're giving him a backstory and they're showing him on screen just to wipe him out and kill him in an off screen in an off screen death and they're like that was a waste what a waste and I'm like no that wasn't a waste here's the thing if they didn't give him a backstory you would have been like oh they're just had they just have people on screen to just kill off you know it's like they they did that because they wanted you to feel something when he died they wanted you to be they wanted to build the character a little bit so when he died it meant something but people are like you know oh they just killed him off and it's like well had they not given him the backstory you're complaining about it would have you would have complained that you're like oh there was they just brought Lonnie Elam back and killed him off for no fucking reason it was stupid so it's like they gave him a back he was gonna die either way I, I understand why they gave him the backstory you're supposed to sympathize with him and care when Cameron looks up and sees him dead you're not supposed to just be like you know oh, psh, that dude you know and it's like and they got that reaction but it's pissing people off instead of them appreciating it I agree with you, and not only does it make you care when he dies, but they made him seem so important that I was like, oh, he'll, he's probably going to make it through this one, and then maybe they'll get him in ends. So when they there was like the swerve of his son looks up and he's already dead, I was like, fuck, they did kill him. <laughs> so like they, they right. took me by surprise with that, and with all of the not even just Halloween, but all the horror movies we've seen, some of this shit gets predictable. So anytime that I'm like, oh, this is going to happen, and then it doesn't, I love that. And I feel like they yeah. accomplished that with Lonnie, a guy who's I didn't even know he existed when this movie started. So, worse for me, I liked it. And let's talk about how, like, what was he in, in Meyer's house for, like, 0.4 seconds before he fired his gun? Like, that shit took no time when he went inside the Meyer's house. Yeah, I love that. Like, and it doesn't he turn and like give a thumbs up? Like, I got this. And it's like that moment and with the the Big John and Lil John, I like audibly laughed in the theater when they know somebody's in the house, and one of the Johns picks up like the tiniest little knife and is like, "It's okay, I have this knife." And it's like, "Oh boy, you don't know." <laughs> you don't know what's coming <laughs> it, it's funny because that that is that's like the best part and my sister is somebody who watches movies and she'll you won't know that she finds it funny because she doesn't laugh out loud and that was one of the scenes that like as soon as he picked up big john picks up the knife and he's like i got this knife i just heard her like chuckle <laughs> big john and little john were awesome like it's a shame that they were killed because they were so entertaining but and the, you know what? That's a great kill too. Someone getting stabbed in the armpit—that yeah. made me go like, "Oh no, I don't like that." <laughs> Did you guys notice them on the bus bench? Yes. Yeah, they. I figured that's how they got the Myers house. Was like, it was off the market. It was abandoned. But them being realtors, they were probably like, "Oh, this is a fucking steal. Wait, mm -hmm. we'll just make this our own house. Fuck it." But I love that they don't even point that out. They don't have to explain that to us. It's there. 
If you saw it, good for you. If not, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> and I, I loved both of them with the children. And when Big John is like talking about Michael fucking Myers, and he was like, he stabbed his sister in the tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's like so harsh and aggressive. <laughs> And I love how they threw the Halloween three mask in again. Yeah. And like, that was the thing is I saw, uh, I avoided all the trailers and everything, but someone in my comments was like, Oh, I like that. They're going to, uh, like include season of the witch into this timeline. And I didn't know what they meant. And then when I saw the movie, I noticed the masks and I was thinking like, they're not including it at all. It's just an, it's just an Easter egg for you and I like, the, the Silver Shamrock isn't a thing. It's just a little callback, but I don't know. Some people are... I don't want to be a dick, but some people are pretty dense. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, um... <clears throat> sorry, um... The, everybody here, name your three favorite uh, actors that played Michael Myers. I'll go first. Nick Castle, James Jude Courtney, and Dick Warlock. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have to include, I would go with the same list, but I have to include Dick Warlock just because, like, he has the best name ever. <laughs> it is a good name. And yet, not to make this the most, uh, like, the quickest ranking ever, but I totally agree. Those are my top three as well. Uh, the, I know there were two guys that played him in Six, or Curse, uh, and I don't really know which scenes are which guy. I just know that they like recast him when they started moving stuff around. But I know we are ranking the best. But I, as much as I like the mask from Halloween 6, towards the end when they're in that weird area with like the test tube fetuses and stuff, whoever was playing Michael at that point was like his like super closed hard fists as he's like walking down this hallway. I was like, has this guy never seen a Halloween movie before? <laughs> he looked like a, a fucking supervillain, like a bruiser who was coming to like beat people up. <laughs> it, it's amazing how John Carpenter gave Nick Castle the simple instructions of just walk. And that's really... So many people can't just walk. Like, in part four, George Wilbur just like... He just looks like so big and ridiculous with, with all that like padding. It's... No, it's just a simple guy, and like we were talking about uh, Senior Citizen Michael from uh, 18. It's just funny to me that they really went through the normal approach of like this guy with his like horseshoe hair, like haircut and beard. It just looks like some dude you would see like at the grocery store. Like they, they got it as opposed to these other other ones where like Michael's big and buff and he looks like a bodybuilder like to the extreme measures of like the Rob Zombie one. Like I love Taylor Maine, but I don't think Michael Myers when I look at him. I agree with that. And to to springboard off of Drew's topic here, how about what are your least favorite iterations of Michael Myers? Ugh. I mean I would have to go Taylor Maine just because I just like, I like him and other stuff. He's great. It's just he's... Michael's not supposed to be, like, seven feet tall. Um, I didn't really care for, for H2O, Michael. Yeah, I'm, I won't argue that. It, like, for his, his... I do enjoy that movie, but that guy who's 
name is escaping me. It was a like Chris Durand, I want to say. Uh, he sucked. He didn't get it at all. He like, I understand when actors like try to apply character to something, but I, I remember reading that he said, I saw Michael as a big cat who was like stalking his prey. And that's why when you see Michael at H2O, like he puts his head down, he like pulls his shoulders back. That's not fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> so, and then obviously part five. Yeah. I, walking around with his hand in the I'm going to stab you position the entire time. And then that looks like something else as well, but. (laughs) And then also he has like a, I mean, obviously he doesn't talk, but he almost has a conversation with Loomis when they're standing there. Oh, like, Hey, like she'll help you. And like, he like stands there just talking with them. And then like, it's weird. Cause it seems like Michael's super okay with it until Loomis touches the knife. And then he just like flips shit. Mm hmm. I would have to say that uh, my least favorites are uh, Chris Duran, Don Shanks, and Tyler Maine. I'm not a fan of uh, any of those uh, iterations of Michael for several reasons. You know, uh, uh, the walk is one of them. I don't feel like any of them got the walk right. Um, And uh, again, with just, um, I don't know, I'm just not impressed. When I watched them, I didn't see the shape. You know, so I guess that's my answer. I, I, don't, I just write more of a descriptive answer. It's just when I watch the movies, I don't really click with those as much. It's not doesn't come off as much as a shape to me. Yeah, that makes sense. It is a thing. That it, it either works for you or it doesn't. And I don't think anyone ever has or ever will say that Halloween 4, Michael, is their favorite. For as much no. as I like Halloween 4, that fucking weird, like, that, <laughs> yeah. that guy's got the weirdest body I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And I know he had, at least he's wearing a life jacket under his, his jumpsuit. It's very strange. And, like, the thing that I feel like a lot of them don't get from Nick Castle's version of the shape is his version, Nick Castle's, he doesn't waste any movements. Everything's a very deliberate path, very deliberate approach. Yep. Where, like, you have, uh, in part five, you have Michael just flipping shit and just, like, throwing caskets everywhere. Like, when you watch Nick Castle, he has a path he's walking, but it's not a wasted step. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I feel like it's just hard for some of the actors to just get that. And that's exactly, I think, what makes uh, the new the new guy so good as well. Is that he feels like he watched the first one and was like, I got it. I, I, I get it. Just the scene in 2018 where he's like on the block and there are kids walking past him and we see the, the doctor and the nurse get into their car to leave. He's standing completely still. Like a kid walks up to him, he looks down. And then he like hears something in the house, he looks to the right, he goes down. It's when you guys say like no wasted movement, it's exactly that. It's he that guy gets it. He's so good. Agreed. And I actually asked him about that when I met him. I met him at Monster Mania and I, I asked him, I was like, I was like, dude, you did such a good job. I was like, that, that scene in particular, I was like, the way you walked, the way you moved, I was like, did you study the film before, you know, you, you took the role? And he was like, no. He's like, honestly, he's like, I wanted to make it my own, but I wanted to pay respect. He's like, I watched the film once and he's like, and I didn't study the walk. I just wanted to, ca- I just wanted to capture the essence, the aura of the character and i'm like well whatever the hell you did it worked <laughs> you know whatever the hell you did it freaking worked and uh yeah I, I do gotta say that uh that's definitely my favorite scene in 2018 is when he's uh just kind of like 
the, that scene where he looks in the house and then he just goes house to house. Like that is just mm-hmm. to follow him around in one like smooth movement and watch him just do his work and just like just wreak havoc. I mean, that's just that's what he does best. So yeah, that scene in general is just badass. And the music that was also what made 2018 feel like a great Halloween movie was it felt like Halloween again because of that friggin' score. Am I right? Oh yeah, the shake shock Allison is a fucking banger. It's one, it's it's like one of my favorite pieces of music from a movie ever. It's so good. And when you mention that scene and he's doing his work, that that's a great way to put it because it's like he's on the block and that kid walks up to him and he could grab that kid and just turn his head around if he wanted to. So like, what was it about seeing that woman in the house that he was like? Oh, I'm gonna sneak around the back and I'm gonna get her and I'm gonna go to the next house. Like what gears were turning in his head that that's what he decided to do. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Exactly. Love it. Yeah, that that was my favorite scene is when he first arrives back in Haddonfield. And again, Carpenter, I has he has he ever had a bad score that he's done? Because I can't think of one. Not that no. I can remember now. And even just like his music that he does on the side that he didn't make for movies, just like his original shit. It's like, fuck, this guy is like, he's just a great composer. He's a great musician. So he really he's is. a multi-talented dude for sure. Well, the thing that I think that we can all agree on, the thing that, that worked about Halloween, the original 1978 film, the reason that we all love it, is because even back, uh, even The Thing, I would categorize as a simple film in a respectable way. What I mean is that Carpenter had a way of, he's not David Cronenberg. He tells a straight story from A to B. Like, he's just like, he gets in, he tells the story, and he gets out. There is no, like, besides They Live, there is no real social commentary to movies like Halloween and stuff like that. And I think that the thing with Halloween was an assault on Precinct 13 was that simplicity of it. It was just a dude in a mask on Halloween night killing people. And I think that 2018 and Kills kind of recaptured that. And I feel that that's what makes them feel like such good Halloween films and and, and why I welcome them into the franchise is because they've kind of adapted that simplicity again where they're not trying to go into some epic uh, cult background where his like you know niece is giving birth to his baby it's like no like that's that's you overthought it it's a that's that's what i think the problem with the whole series was is everybody overthought it and it's like that's the whole thing just like what michael told nick castle or i'm sorry john carpenter told nick castle just walk it was just about simplicity mm-hmm. and, and, and everybody just turned it into way more than that and overthought it and then michael became a football player and then you know we you know the rest went to shit <laughs> yeah for sure it's as the series goes on it felt like everybody like the studio was always going okay we he he did this or we know this but why and it's like every time you answer the why it gets fucked up and yep i feel like that's why with 2018 and kills and ends you had to wipe out all the other shit and i know some people like some of the sequels i like some of the sequels but if you're not ever going to go into why, then you can't do this forever. It needs to be a beginning, a middle, and end. You need to move on because you can't just keep stringing it along. So, like I said earlier, I, I hope they close this, at least what we know as Halloween. I hope they close it for good with ends. And if, if they want to do more with it later, that's fine. But this, just close this, please. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I also think 
the newer ones work a little bit better because John Carpenter went back to caring about the series after he just stopped caring and then Saul said he couldn't complain about the series any longer if he just sat on the sidelines. And, I mean, they have him back doing the score. Uh, I mean, he's a special consultant. And the thing I really liked about Kills is when he did the flashback scenes, and uh, I mentioned this in our review, is that he kept the music from 78 in the scenes for 78. Whereas I feel like if you had a different composer that didn't care as much about the series, they would be like, well, we have new music, screw it, just throw that on there, as opposed to keeping it to the original score from 78. And I think it's just because Carpenter's back and he cares so much about his baby that that's why we got what what we've been getting in terms of quality. That's a good point. And something that I, I haven't seen is, and maybe you guys haven't, I'm just out of the loop. I haven't looked for it or anything, but with Halloween Kills being so divisive, has, has John Carpenter said anything about it? Has he said one way or the other whether he likes it or doesn't like it? I haven't seen him say whether he likes it or doesn't like him, but I heard him say, or I saw him say that uh, it will scare the living shit out of you. So I guess that means he okay. likes it. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I just, I know there are people who don't like the evil dies tonight and kind of like the messaging about mob mentality and how people don't listen and they're so quick to judge and they're like, why is this in my Halloween movie? But I agree with you that they're not going too far in doing something like that. That's It's still very grounded. It's very human. It's what would probably happen. Like, we have seen that happen. So, I, for me, it doesn't feel out of place. And uh, I'm for it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it felt out of place. I just thought that maybe the scene went on a little too longer. I, I mean, I felt like we got the point. I agree with that. And and to the extent, I mean, Halloween 4 did it. They just did it much more quickly when Ted Hollister got killed in the bushes because they thought it was Michael. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree that it went on a little too long. Like, when we got the payoff of the, the other escaped patient, he jumps out of the window and he kills himself because he's scared of what they're going to do to him. And nobody is even thinking about, like, oh, that's clearly not him sort of thing. That payoff, I felt, was powerful, and I felt horrible once that guy, like, jumped. It, like, so it worked, but there were parts where I was like, okay, let's fucking move on. Like, yeah, this, this isn't bad, but we're spending a little too much time. So. Agreed, agreed. And uh, it was like, uh, I just felt that it wasn't just necessarily too much time on that. It was too much time without Michael. It was like, I feel that there was like a long gap of like 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, imagine a Godzilla movie where it was just humans talking um, without any Godzilla even being in the background. It's just like, that's a no-no. Like, I, like it slowed the pace of the film down. So I, I definitely see that your guys' perspectives. But let me go back real quick. We were talking about how we think Halloween ends is going to end. Uh, well, look, you, Ian, you had brought up <clears throat> how uh, Allison picks up the knife and just kind of comes at Michael. What if Halloween Ends does a whole Halloween 4 thing and, like, Allison takes over the way Jamie did? What if, like, that was kind of showing us that that's in her blood? I mean, I doubt that that's what it is, but that would be pretty crazy, right? I mean, how would we feel about that? It would be crazy, and I would not like it, just based <laughs> mostly on the fact that we've seen it before. Yeah, and yeah, right, right. I there's they've done a couple things that we've seen before. You just pointed out Halloween four that where they they kill the guy in the bushes because the townspeople grab the guns. 
and that was kind of the same thing as Halloween Kills, just told differently. For the big finale, I don't want it to be anything that we have already seen. And with it being called Ends, if now she's the fucking killer, then that it does that doesn't feel like an ends to me. Uh, and let's hear. I'll hear what John has to say before I'm going to pitch another question to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would not be in favor of that, and I don't think they would do that because at least according to David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, they did extensive. They they'd already were fans of the series, but they went back and rewatched everything and were like, this works, this doesn't work. So I would hope that maybe they would be like, you know what, maybe we'll stay away from that. The other thing I was concerned is that they did take another ending that it might, it almost kind of sometimes feels like it has to end like H2O, right? Like they literally have to chop his head off. Yeah, I agree. Chop his head off or they could pay homage to Halloween two and Lori flicks a lighter that explodes the two of them, something like that. Cause we, we had mentioned previously, like those two, it seems like we're heading towards the death of both of them. And I mean, Halloween two was supposed to be the death of Michael and Loomis, but it, it could be something like that. But the other question I was going to pitch to you guys is I was kind of wondering, and I guess I still am because we haven't, we're not done. We haven't seen ends yet, but with 2018, it seemed like everybody was obsessed with Michael speaking. The podcast guy has the mask and he's like, say something. The doctor pulls the car over because Allison tricks him with saying, well, he said something to me. So through kills and ends, I'm like, is he going to talk? Like, is he going to say something? Like, do you guys think they're going to go there? I don't think they will, and I I really hope they don't. Yeah, it's no one's ever done it right, so it it puts a weird taste in my mouth about it, and it makes me not want to see it. But I also think it's possible that they will. Drew, do you think he's gonna speak? Uh, I'm gonna agree with John. I think that it's definitely a possibility that they might have led up to that. I can only hope, like in my mind, I don't want it to happen. But you know, like I didn't mm-hmm. want Battlestar Galactica to be rebooted with a female Starbuck. You know, no, 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 no offense to anybody. It's just you know when you see a male Starbuck, you know, and then there's a female. It's kind of like, hey, that's not what I'm used to. So, but then when you see the Battlestar Galactica remake, you're like, oh shit, there's that's the best way it's ever been. So I think if it's done right, I could be proven wrong, but I don't want to see it. But if it's done right, I won't bitch about it. But um, I hope that they don't because I feel that they'd keep the character preserved. And like, you know, if, if it ends and he talks, then that's like Laurie kind of broke him. I'd rather the series end with he just dies, don't break him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. It, that was one of the things I was kind of questioning if they were going to do. And then also I was, I, I feel like there's a thing out there that casual viewers of Halloween to me tend to, it seems like they think Michael teleports the way that Jason does. Like, oh, through Friday the 13th, they don't give a shit. Jason will pop up anywhere. It doesn't have to make sense. And in Halloween Kills, when he was chasing Lindsay through the woods, I was like, is he going to pop out from a tree in front of her? I like, I, I hope they don't do that. And they didn't. But they also kind of have the thing where in the flashback, the, the boots end at the fence. So... Did he climb the fucking fence? Like, I don't know. 
we both thought the same thing was going to happen with, with Lindsay Wallace, that he was just going to like pop up from a tree. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that they didn't do that. And for him speaking, like I'm trying to rack my brain to think like, how could you even do that? Right? Like there's nothing that stands out to me. I mean, I'm willing to have them prove me wrong, but there's just nothing that sticks out that I'm like, why would it be beneficial if he talked? Yeah. It works for Rob Zombie. <laughs> Die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Why would it be beneficial? They've made it clear that there seems to be really no motive. He's, he just makes his, his murder decisions at the drop of a hat. Like the, the doctor and the other cop made it clear. Like, it's not about you, Lori. Like, this is just what he does and you are in the way. The doctor brought him to you 40 years later. He did not come looking for you. So what the fuck is he going to say? Like, it's going to be him and Lori and she's like, why did you do it? And he'll just be like, I don't know. And then they explode. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> or if, he, if they do reveal that he is some sort of like supernatural being and then like something speaks through him, I don't want that bullshit either. So it's like, it's a thing I don't want to happen, but I'm kind of like, man, I wonder if they're going to do that. I feel like if they did, they probably would have did it in 2018, unless they're just going for a long, long payoff on it. But yeah. Yeah. And I think all of, us, point, all of us kind of are just kind of like, I don't know what he could possibly say that I would be like, oh, that was a, that was a good choice to throw that in there. Yeah. To that point, I feel like they don't, no one really asked him to speak in kills or nobody's like, did he say anything? But so I guess I could drop it now, but through kills, I was like, Oh, I wonder if we're going to pay that off, but seems like we've moved on from that. <laughs> well, so let me ask you something though. Um, I know that, you know, so my, I'm not, I'm not a writer, so this is going to be cliche. So I'll ask both of you, but especially Ian, because he had said that he wants it to end and Halloween ends. So if there's another like, big explosion and it's like, it seems final, but like the last shot that you see of the film is like they never found the body, but they find the mask. Is that going to leave you unsatisfied, like knowing he's still out there? Or is that cool? You just, is that enough of a definite ending? Or like, do you want him dead? No, he's got to be fucking dead. He's got to be dead. There, there have been so many swerves and like, we didn't find the body. The mask is still here. He switched costumes with somebody. It, it's called Halloween Ends. He needs to be fucking dead. I want to see his bones. I want. I'm like, I don't. I don't care if they fucking. And this is obviously a joke, but like, I don't care if they Ben Tramer his ass and they identify him <laughs> with dental records. He needs to be fucking dead. <laughs> so. I mean, I feel like you have to with Halloween ends. Like, if they don't, I really feel like it's gonna sour my taste on the previous two entries just because they didn't end it because it does these this trilogy i guess i mean it fits in with the original but this trilogy they've done since 2018 i mean it definitely feels like it has an arc and like we've said it almost kind of compares to like the star wars series where like sure. this was kind of like empire strikes back michael wins in the end and then you're just like where where do we go from here but hopefully hopefully they do have a uh, good enough return of the jedi like closing to the to the series it, it's funny you use the word return right there because I, I a lot of halloween hardcores know that there was a movie in the works called halloween returns and it never came together so then when halloween 2018 comes out 
maybe they just didn't want to create confusion, so they left that title off. But it does bug me that this new timeline is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. It, it drives me a little nuts, but it is what it is. Halloween Returns is a cool ass name. <laughs> I mean, they kind of used the return for the return of Michael Myers. And yeah, I, that, that's also true. And four, five, and I mean, it's not technically six. Um, I heard that it follows the same as the Pink Panther, where it's it return, does, yeah. return, revenge, and curse. I, I, people have asked me in my comments why I didn't mention that. And I was like, because I didn't know that. I only know that through James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. Same. Because I've like, I've never seen the Pink Panther movies. So if I put that in my script, I'm really just parroting what he said. And I, I like totally try to not do that at all times. So I left it out, it, even though it is true and it's hilarious. I wouldn't know if it wasn't for him. <laughs> and uh, you and I both fit into the uh, same category that we like the mask from curses. Besides uh, H you did your ranking series and uh, you had, I believe it was H2 was the worst. D yeah, because it's like half of a mask. I was going to say, <laughs> I, does that even qualify as a mask? I mean, it's on his fucking head. <laughs> it was just, it was really weird seeing like half a mask and then Jay or Jason Michael was just like a full beard. Just yeah. like he'd been just like chilling in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I will say, I still think even though the worst mask besides H2 has to be the digital mask from H2O. If I was counting those in, in my ranking video, that would have been there because it's horrible. But since I only like use the official like through line masks, I, I also hate five. The fucking the giraffe neck. With the yes. receding, like, like practically Hulk Hogan haircut. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hulk Hogan haircut, and, and, oh my god. Yeah, and I, I've had comments that are just like, well, uh, it's not that it's a new mask. It's just over the year, like the year that he was in that hut, like the latex weathered. And I'm like, okay, and the hair grew? Like... <laughs> It's and and the sh shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, I'm gonna go back. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm I'm still I'm, I'm still hung up on trying to imagine the ending of Halloween ends. Now, well, I was just thinking this will never happen. But how amazing would that be if we got like a Freddy versus Jason ending where it's just like Laurie and Michael face to face? She's burying knives to the fucking handle in his chest, and he's just ripping her fucking arms off and shit. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> He, he he does the Freddy vs. Jason and puts her own arm through her own chest. <laughs> yes, dude. I her love, hand is I closed with a knife, Jason. and he just picks it up and stabs her with yeah. her own hand with the knife. I love Freddy vs. Jason. I don't give a fuck. Same. People, crit people criticize it, but like you got what you wanted. You wanted Freddy and Jason fighting. Some of the story might not be the greatest, but like. That fight, when they finally fight, they beat the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they definitely do. And you brought up the angry video game nerd earlier. I have always taken a phrase from him. Like, there is no better versus movie than Freddy versus Jason. And I, some people love it. Some people don't. But, like, Godzilla versus Kong came out. And I was like, fuck, we got a new contender. 
I wanted oh, the big yeah. monkey to fight the big fucking lizard, and they're fighting, and it's sick as shit. <laughs> like, and you get three rounds of it. You get three rounds. Yeah. And they did not puss out, and there's a winner. I, I was exactly. blown away that there was a winner. Like, even Freddy versus Jason, they do the fucking wink angle yep. at the end. But yeah, yeah, Godzilla vs Kong is like not to totally sidetrack us, but that movie is so good. I love that movie. <laughs> no, we're, we're big fans of it as well. Um, Godzilla is my second passion after horror. Like I love horror, and then uh, Godzilla is right under that. Like I, I love Godzilla, and I think what the legendary films have done, I think they did a great job. And I think Godzilla vs Kong, like you said, it was one of those ones where there was so much riding on it that I was almost like, I don't know. And then you see it, and you're like, holy shit! Like these two, they're really duking. They're really biting each other and throwing each other around and Kong smacking him with the fucking axe and shit like you're like well they actually gave them a real fight and there's three rounds of it and and like I'm a Godzilla fan so yeah I'm happy Godzilla won but I, I like like you said I like that there was a winner and that it was definite he fucking kills Kong there is nobody gonna walk out of that and go Godzilla I don't know I feel like Kong would have gotten up like no he was dead they had to kickstart his heart like there was a winner if you really yeah. think that Kong won that which I see people online arguing you are just out of your mind like literally Godzilla walked away he could have atomic breath yeah, him. He, like he walked away. Kong was done. There is no argument to that. He, yeah, like to your point, they had to restart his heart because he was done. And I feel like Godzilla not just atomic breathing his head off, punks him even worse. He like yeah. foot on the chest is looking at him. And it's like he's saying like, that's what I thought, bitch. And then he walks <laughs> away. And like at the end with Mechagodzilla versus Godzilla, Without Kong, Godzilla's fucked. So they totally yep. give Kong his heat back. They make him look good again. It's goddamn. That's a good movie. And I think my right AirPod just died. So <laughs> <laughs> I will say, yeah. Now, now I definitely want to watch Godzilla versus Kong again because that movie's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm fuck. I might have to watch it again too. <laughs> uh, I mean, does anybody else have anything else they want to discuss or? I feel, I feel, I feel like we've covered a lot of territory. Yeah, now we're and talking we got about, to talk about Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think maybe it might be time to wrap it up because we're moving into other movies now. But uh, yeah, thank you again for joining us, Ian. If anybody wants to find any of your work online or follow you on social media, where can they get that from? Uh, if they want to see anything, really, youtube.com slash 616 entertainment. I'm on Twitter at IDS616. I don't really give a shit if you follow me there or not. Uh, I mainly just use it to tweet out the stuff that I just put on YouTube. And then uh, I'm also on Patreon.com slash 616 Entertainment, but I'm one of those guys who it's like, if you want to support the channel, you can. You don't have to. There are some like exclusive podcasts and stuff that are there, just like extras for people who want to support, but I never lock any of my major stuff behind a paywall. So it, it's really just there if people want to support. Otherwise, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and now you said for your Halloween series, you're waiting for Kills to come out to do the final part of that, right? Yeah, so I saw Kills, and I'm going to do like a free-form kind of review on it on Halloween Day. So it's not going to be like, my research, like deep diving retrospective style. This one's just going to be like more conversational. Uh, and then when ends comes out, I'll see it. 
I'll sit on it for a little while and then I'll do one last chapter for 2018 kills and ends. Cause I feel like the only way to do it properly is to take the, the new angle and cover it all together. I don't want to put years between doing all of it. That's, and like, I could gain more subscribers and views and like get paid more like revenue if I did it that way. But I'd, I'd rather just do it the way that I think is right. So I'm going to wait. And then part six will come whenever it comes and it'll cover all three. Yeah. Cause uh, with when, when you did the last one with uh, Rob zombies, I was wondering how you were going to incorporate. And then at the end, which, which you said made sense is you might as well just wait since these three movies are kind of together. But, uh, and I, I did, I will say as much as I love to hate on Rob zombies, Halloween, and I was really interested for your opinion. I really, I really appreciated your even hand approach to it, where it was more like, and I kind of, we also kind of saw it when we watched uh, Behind the Monsters, where it was, the the people kind of talked and said, you know, if you like a gritty, dark Michael Myers, like, Rob Zombie's for you. Most of us, that's that's not well, what we want. And I'm like, that that's kind of a fair approach to it. Yeah, it was, I wanted to make a point to keep my opinions and, like, the actual facts of production separate. So it's like, Here's how the movie was made. Here was the plan. I don't like it that much, but that's another thing. Back to how it was made. I I wanted to be fair and point out like what's cool about it and what's not, because I feel like it's really easy to totally shit on something or to put it over to the moon, but to actually take the time to be like, here's the good, here's the bad. It's up to you. Do whatever you want. I feel like that's the more fair way to do it. And I, I never want to just be like one of those channels that's constantly telling people how to feel. So trying to approach it fairly is it's always going to be my plan. Hopefully I can keep pulling that off. So I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You, you're definitely very, very uh, unbiased. Whereas I, I feel like, I, f- I feel like sometimes I can get biased in some of my opinions. Oh, I, I definitely can. And that's why I'm happy that, I do. I don't really do any live streaming because if I did, I know I would just say shit and be like, well, hold on. And then like, try to go back on it to where when I write it and then I have to read it as I'm doing the voiceovers, if I, that it gives me like three opportunities to catch something and maybe change my mind about how I said it. So, and I've done that plenty. (laughs) And I I know you had talked about doing some other horror series. Have you made any decisions about what might be next? So uh, I do a big, like the history of every year. And this is going into 2022's history of, this is the first time that I have like between like three and five things that I really want to do. And I just have to choose one. So coming up to this, it was like, Oh, clearly mortal Kombat, clearly resident evil, clearly Halloween or whatever wrestling games. But this one I got a bunch I'm trying to choose from, and I don't think the next one is going to be horror-themed. I think I'm going to do another video game series, but I'll keep doing other horror stuff on the side. But yeah, I don't I don't know what it's going to be. People have asked if I can do more horror history ofs, and what I've said is like the two that are at the tip of my tongue for the next horror one, it's... It's between Friday the 13th and Child's Play. Like, nice. those are the two outside of Halloween that I know the best. And 
I think like half of the, maybe more than half of the Friday the 13th movies are dog shit. Uh, and I really love child's play. So, and even some of those are dog shit too. <laughs> when it comes to horror, those are the two franchises that it'll be one of those two that I tackle next. Well, we'll be watching. Thank you. That was also the most long winded fucking answer of all time. That's why all my <laughs> shit winds up being like four hours long. <laughs> oh no, no, I appreciate it. There's, there's been a couple times where I'm like, I can't sleep. Let, let, let me find something on YouTube and I'll go on YouTube and I'll be like, Oh, there's a new six one six video. I'll check that out. I appreciate that. I, some people say that and then they're like, uh, I, I'm not trying to say it's boring. And I'm like, no, dude, I fall asleep to podcasts on a timer every night. I know, I know I get the drill. <laughs> oh no, no. I'm not even talking about going to sleep. Just, just trying to find something to watch. Oh, John's an insomniac. Okay. Yeah, like I said, yeah. the one time I got on there and I came across History of SmackDown, and I was like, that's interesting. I haven't seen anybody go through this. I love all the SmackDown game. Well, I wouldn't say I love all the SmackDown games. but <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I know the Insomniac deal as well. Uh, I'm not I'm not the best sleeper in the world. And now it's almost 9 o'clock, and I've been sipping on a black <laughs> coffee this whole time. Because oh, I have I've a, been there. Whole, got a whole shitload of editing to do tonight. So... <laughs> Luckily, we have an editor. I mean, I don't know how you do it. Just being speed yourself. Doing. I'm insane. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm insane. I we we don't do the editing for our show, and I know how much of a pain it is just on this end of it, and how much of a pain it is for our editor at times. I just hats off to you. I don't. I don't. I don't think either one of us could could, could write, <laughs> do video, edit, and all that. It's just, it's an ungodly amount of work. I don't recommend it. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us today. It was a blast. We always love we always love talking about with ha- Halloween. And then, like I said, I saw your video, and I'm like, we should definitely get them on and just talk about Halloween videos. Yeah, this was this was a great time. Uh, you guys are very good at this. So if oh, if you, you ever want to, you have another topic that you want to have me on for, we'll we'll get it together. But yeah, this was this was really fucking fun. We love Friday the Thirteenth. We love Child's Play. A lot of our episodes. I don't know how many people we've talked to from Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and and we and we got to talk to Andy Barclay himself uh, from Child's Play. So I mean, yeah, well, Child's Play Friday the Thirteenth. We will we definitely be open to having a discussion about that. I'm in. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. And uh, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks a lot, man. Yes, indeed. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. And thanks again to Ian from 616 Entertainment for joining us. And I'm telling you again, go check out his series on the history of Halloween. You won't regret it. Now, he's definitely put the research in. And like I said, Drew and I are Hall- Halloween snobs. And we both appreciated his series. And we had a great time talking with Ian. And hopefully we'll get to chat with him again some more in the future. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at High on Horror 420 You can always email us at highonhorror420 at gmail.com. Make sure to stop by our website, highonhorror.com, and sign up for our newsletter and have each new episode delivered to your inbox and find out what guests will be on next. Well, that'll about wrap her up. Catch you later.
Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening.